Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? On this episode of Fearlessly Made You, I am absolutely honored to have not only a friend, but someone who truly like embodies what it means to me to, to be so centered in yourself that you can just provide such love to everyone else. So we have Soma Berenice, I'm going to make sure I say it correctly. She is a holistic health practitioner, uh, a leadership coach, and a life coach. Um, and I pause because... She has so many things that she does that I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to have her talk about it because, y'all, I've never been more excited to have someone that truly embodies what it means to be fearlessly made you on this show. So, Soma, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my gosh. What an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> my, I really mean it because I was sitting here and I was thinking, I was like, there's so many things I want to say, but I really, I think you'll do yourself so much more justice and our Fearlessly Made You crew will be so excited to meet you and learn more about you. So I'm going to stop talking. Tell us, and I think there's just so many levels of who you are and layers, wherever you want to start, but just I want our crew to get to know you. So talk to our Fearlessly Made You crew about who you are. Well, thank you so much again. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for the introduction because you actually said the word of the year for me. This year, my word, my intentional word is love. And so when you said that, it's just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> and I had no idea, guys, to be very clear. So yeah. I love, and it is, that's really, you emanate love. Um, and I'll have to tell you a little bit of how we've met m multiple times before, but we really built a relationship recently at a Women in Leadership conference. Uh, Soma was um, the dedicated assistant when I was the backstage, like virtual presenter and moderator. And I say assistant lightly because Soma was just there for every single thing to love, to support to jump in as part of the show, um, but just everything that you do, you do it with such heart, and I, I think it's it's so, again, it just radiates, and it, it resonates with the whole theme behind why we talk about this, why we talk about Fearlessly Made You, so again, okay. I, will, I will let <laughs> you keep talking about yourself, but it's just, it's so, so beautiful to me. Well, I think that at the core of that for me, and for all the things that I do that I will be sharing in a little bit, is to be of service. Mm -hmm. And when I found that to be what it is that I want my intention and the purpose of my life to be, um, that's where this relationship with fear or the lack of fear in what we do or don't do mm -hmm. comes in for me. Okay. So when I... Let me, let me introduce myself a little bit of what I do. Yes, so that, that, perfect. <laughs> um, because then I'll just run on with that. Um, I'm a holistic health practitioner and a leadership and life coach. How I came to do what I do is not very um, different than what most of us in this uh, career path that we want to call it that. I call it more of a life path, yes, actually. I like that. Um, it's very, it's very similar to the stories of many coaches and many of those who are in service come to find themselves in, in what they do. Mm -hmm. For me, it had to do with my own story. That's why when I am honored to share my story, like here today with you, um, I find that I may be nervous because there's yeah. this element to nervousness when we have to kind of share that vulnerability with others. Yep. But I always remind myself that this is my story. Nobody can tell 
my story better than I can. Absolutely. Because I've lived it. I'm still living it. And then I take all of that and pour it with love mm. in everything that I do. So as a holistic health practitioner, um, whether it is to help one of my clients find themselves, find what it is that it's throwing them off balance, mm-hmm. right? What holistic approach they need, that individual um, attention that my goal is to help them discover themselves. Mm-hmm. I always say that I don't want forever clients when it comes to my holistic health um, practice. Yeah. I want students that turn into teachers and I want them to take onto that or leaders who really take in in that um, accountability for themselves Mm -hmm. so that they can have that possible possible positive ripple effect in all of their surroundings their workspace um, their family space but most importantly their inner space yes if you cannot connect with self you cannot be a leader and so that's where I am today. I found that the things that are the most important to me are those that make me. And when I am truly connected with myself, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. When I sign up for volunteer positions and whatever it may be that's out there, I always say whether you'll have me mopping or sweeping the floors, I'll do that with love. If you have me in front of a camera, I'll do that with love. Whatever it is that you need of me, I'll do that with love. And when we practice in that way, than anything else that can take away from the joy. It can take away from truly feeling fulfilled goes away, right? It's no longer about money. Yeah, it's making money is nice because then we can do the things. We can do the traveling. We can eat healthy. We can do all of the things that are truly going to help us have that round effect to our life. But it's no longer our objective. It's something that comes with that because what we're doing is, is actually enjoying our life. Yes. Oh my goodness. We're done. That was it. Okay. <laughs> We're finished. It's, it's so, so many things that I want to say to that, but I think thank you is the first um, because we as people are imperfect. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget about the journey of love that we are all on. Um, and I think we get jaded in our journeys and we, and I, I say we as myself included, mm-hmm. and we find ourselves forgetting that everything that we do is impacting other people. And so that space, like you said, the positive ripple effect, Mm. that space that we allow to come out of us and that we create is part of an impact on someone else. So I I think that you say that so beautifully. Um, And for the Fearlessly Made You crew, I encourage you to really think through, what does that mean for me? What is my ripple effect? Because we can get so ingrained and so focused on ourselves and I find myself in moments of stress, especially mm-hmm. that I'm so internally focused and I have to physically like force myself to say, it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I, I love about that too, and I'd love to kind of get your perspective on is mm-hmm. you've taken this life approach. I love that. Like your life journey, your life approach, your life path into everything you do. Have you always been that way or has that been a journey for you to get here? It's a little bit of both. Okay. I do find that innately that's something that I have, and I am so thankful to have that awareness of it now. Yeah. I think very early on in my childhood, I I felt different. I just didn't know what that meant. Yeah. And it took it took for me to be taking in a different direction mm-hmm. 
and for my body. And this is where I get into more of the energy, holistic health yes. approach to life. Yeah. And that going in that different direction, my body was talking to me and saying, no, that's mm -hmm. not the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Even though I thought I was doing all the right things. And yeah. by that, I mean, you know, in my life in general, relationships, yeah. um, career choices, spirituality, um, the food I ate, the thoughts I thought. Yeah. And this was in my 20s. So obviously, there, you know, there's still room for growth. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of that, I got to a point where my body was saying all it was going to say, and that turned into chronic pain. Mm. So even though the innate part was that that was my um, idea of what I thought I was doing, my body saying, no, you're, you're not, and you know this is how I'm going to tell you that you're not. And I did all the things we all do, you know, do the cycle of going to your doctor. You should always go to your doctor. Always go, go to, to your, your doctor. doctor. It yes. is absolutely <laughs> just a little note. A little sign note. Yeah, always yes. go to your doctor. Yes. However, you know, there's more yeah. to life yeah. than that. And I discovered all of those things in a very painful way <sighs> because what I was seeking was um, help. Yeah. But allopathic medicine was not the help I needed. Mm -hmm. um, for a long time, I suffered in that cycle because I didn't know that there was options. Mm -hmm. So life and life coaching in general, it's all about helping because it helped me to realize that there isn't just one way. Yeah. And when we are so limited to yes. that thought, we give up. Because we have no option. That's yeah. the only thing. And that could be being in a toxic relationship. That, being, that's, that means being in a job that you don't enjoy. That means doing things you don't want to do. Yeah. Right? Because you think you have no option. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I was ready because we have to be ready. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sometimes I have clients who are there because they want to get better. But they won't because they're not ready. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's a whole other topic of conversation. Yes. We'll have someone back just to have that conversation. We'll have her do a little life coaching session. Yeah. But thankfully, I, I was ready. I was yeah. ready. Um, I was open-minded. Yeah. And the people that were going to help me showed up. And I was ready. And it hurt. Yeah. I, sometimes I felt like I was being punched. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. actual punches, but yeah. it feels Just like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Because I've started becoming connected and educated on what was truly going on in my life. And that meant understanding that what I was going through was way more than physical pain. Yeah. You know, pain that a diagnosis called fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. that a diagnosis called lupus in my case. Yeah. These symptoms that I was having now had a title, but no help. Yes. Yes. Right? Actually, I was even more hopeless yeah. <laughs> at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was ready to seek for other options, seek other opportunities and possibilities. And when they came, I said, okay, I'll try this. I'll try that. And it wasn't that I hadn't been trying right. so many different things. Right. It's that I finally found what I was seeking, which was the root cause of why I was in pain. Mm -hmm. And for me in particular, that had to do with understanding that it was a cycle of emotions. Yes. Right? Yes. That I had to really, truly look at fear in the face. Yep. Look at um, anything that we can consider in the um, negative aspect of emotional vibration, mm -hmm. right? Sadness, grief, 
we get to a point by because this this fearless was fearless was <laughs> it's a tongue twister. It's a, it, it is fearlessly it is. made you. Yeah. you know we focus on fear because yeah. fear really can be or is one of the lower vibrating emotions. Absolutely. So to be ready to say I'm going to the bottom. Yeah. Right, and I'm going to look at this emotion in the face, and for me, that meant looking at every single thing that I was doing, including relationship, which you know, it's yeah. it's one of the big ones. And when you realize that this cycle of emotional dependence, codependence, whatever it may be, is what's making me sick, mm-hmm. right? I was ready to work on that, yeah. and the many things that that meant. Yeah, and it takes effort. It takes work. I don't water it down for my clients. Yeah. And that's why I want accountability and I and with coaching as well. Yep, absolutely. Right? You are committed and you want that accountability because I'm not here to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. We're here for you to figure out what it is that you're looking for, what you're seeking, and that you are going to be wanting to work on it. You want change. You want transformation. And you have to want it bad enough to know that on some days you're going to hate it. Yep. But on those days, if you stick with it, if you push through the pain, if you push through the fear, all of those things that you've imagined to be bigger than they actually are will disappear. Yeah. And it's on the other side that you're going to be like, I did that. Yep. Now I can do something bigger. Absolutely. But we can't if we don't try. Well, and you, so many things that you are saying are just kind of connecting so beautifully. So when we were talking before about the ripple effect, the ripple effect of opening yourself up to push and try, because, you know, the reality of we are living in a world where we have a lot more education and awareness about the things that are happening physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually to us. Mm-hmm. So we are receiving a lot of access to a lot of information. Yeah. And it's what you do with that information in a way mm-hmm. that's going to be beneficial to you. Because I think sometimes we take in a lot of information and we don't think about how that's impacting us. And if you yeah. take it in but don't actually identify, well, how am I solutioning through this? Yeah. Or how am I utilizing this information in a, a positive or you know productive way? Then you're just taking in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And that can be really painful. And that can like you said, it can bring you to a place of hopelessness. It's like, well, now I have this information, but now what? Like, what do I do with it? So I love, and and you're, I love the honesty and vulnerability, and thank you for sharing about your own journey with lupus as well, mm-hmm. because one of the things that we talk about very honestly is, is where is everyone? Like, where are you actually at in your journey? And I was having a conversation earlier today about autoimmune disorders, mm-hmm. um, about the connecting point with having autoimmune disorders, having mental health disorders, and identifying that they exist but not knowing what to do with them. Right. And so I think you, you have identified for you, like, like you said, there's an importance in figuring it out. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? But there's also the importance of, but what does treatment look like for me? Right. And how is that different for me? Mm-hmm. Because I am my own person. And there's that accountability piece. And just like you said with life coaching, mm-hmm. each individual has to really think about what does this journey mean for me? So it, it 100% of course connects to that conversation around like what it means to be fearlessly made. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious for you, especially with you, you know, being in both that health practitioner, life coaching, and leadership, you know, coaching mm-hmm. piece of the world, as you're giving people guidance and advice on kind of breaking through their own barriers, mm-hmm. what has that looked like? Where are some of the struggles that you feel like a lot of people are, are hitting? Okay. I just thought, wow. That's I know. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. I love it. <laughs> I think the best starting point for me would be instant saying that today I am lupus free. 
you know, so. Cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, in the allopathic world, that's something that, you know, it's, it's not well received. Yeah. But it's true. I'm a testament to that. It's been 11 years for me. Wow. Um, I worked on it mm-hmm. and I did the things and I am no longer in pain. That's so amazing. that's enough. That's enough for me. Yeah. So what I do now is I never wanted to become a poster child for any anything. Yeah. Especially not anything related to disease. I am not a disease. You know, we are not a file. Yes. We are not. We're not an academic file. We're not a medical chart. We're none of that. We are who we are and where we are at our journey. Yeah. So I lived through that journey, and. I carry that with me because as a leader, I want to show what it looks like to be on the other side. I don't shy away from sharing my story. I am very open um, in the spaces that are ready to hear my story. I like that you say the spaces that are ready to hear your story because it's in the I love that you say this. I had a, a wonderful friend of mine who said this perfectly. Not everyone is ready, and my mom said this, not everyone is ready for what you have to share. Right. And you have to be in the right space for that. Absolutely. And I think we are in an interesting space in life, especially where people are coming up out of the, mm-hmm. the depths of, you know, being in quarantine, being at the mm-hmm. house, and now trying to people again, as I keep mm-hmm. calling it. But in that peopling, I think we as humans have forgotten about what we've gone through. Yeah. And so it's in those moments that we start to have to be really honest and vulnerable and share but not everyone is ready to talk about what they've gone through and what right. that looks like for them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I won't say it worries me because I'm not going to allow worry to be part of my journey. Yeah. It is just a natural part of how we operate. So mm-hmm. let's, we're all imperfect in that place. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it, it gives me awareness Absolutely. for us to think about where people are at and their yeah. ability to receive. Yeah. So I love that you say that. And I, I want you to keep going because yeah. I think there's just <laughs> such value and purposefulness. And y'all, I'm yeah. serious. Like, <laughs> we're going to have just literally, it's going to be life coaching with some of that. We're going to have <laughs> me sitting here with my wine and having her just pour in. So... <laughs> <laughs> so. Your question was, where am I at or what I can add a value to someone that may say, that sounds like me. Yeah. Or or I have been there. Meeting them where they're at. Okay. I think that being in service and a true act of love and of service is to understand that even though um, I'm no longer there, Mm -hmm. I have been there and I can understand and I can hold that space or give space, whatever yeah. it's needed, I can do that because I understand what that pain feels like. I understand the mental fog that comes with that. Yep. I understand the feeling of hopelessness and the inability to move. So then onto that, I just want to be a resource, whether that's actual holistic health modalities, whether that's a conversation, whether that's Silence. Yeah. Whatever you need, I will meet you there. Yeah. And in one of those things, you will find what you need. Yes. And if I am not what you need, I will do my best to send you on your way to what is. I love that. Because it's, I I think that there's that importance and you may not be what someone needs. I think a lot of us may need to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm getting into your personal space, but this is Fearlessly Made You, so we're going there. You may not be what someone needs. And you may not be what someone needs at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that we have to just be honest about, and someone or information you're receiving may not be what you need. Yes. And I think that's just, it's freeing, because mm-hmm. I think so many times we try and be everything and do everything mm-hmm. and be every, and it's like, 
that's not your place. That's not always where you were meant to be. On the stage, I want to share that being alive, Mm -hmm. we need to understand the power of being a filter, right? Mm. It's the saying that it's not what happens to you, it's what happens to you. Mm. Same thing, do you choose to to happen to you or through you? I love that. Then it becomes an experience, Mm -hmm. right? And then just like when you shift for gold, Right? You're going to have to shift and all of the impurities fall out and you keep the valuable. Yeah. That's what we do with every experience. But if we are in the victimhood mentality, which can happen for so many reasons. Absolutely. Right? Um, then it becomes more of, well, I found three nuggets of gold, but look at all the debris. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. What is all of this? It's like that had nothing to do with anything you were trying to Have accomplish. You the joy of yes. what you actually found and had. And for me... Um, I always share this because besides love, it's appreciation. Mm. I will never forget those that have been there for me, those that get punched me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had those people. Absolutely. Because that means they cared enough to mm-hmm. go there. Yep. And they know who they are because they I make sure they know what they mean to me. There isn't a single person in my life that will... I always say that I, if I were to leave this earth tomorrow, I want those that I've ever come in touch with to know where they stood with me. And if you know that, that's all, that's, that's it. Yes. <laughs> it's that approach of love that you, yeah. like I said, y'all, like Selma approaches so much of her life with love and intentionality, I mm-hmm. think. And so I think the key behind that too, that I, I love to kind of break open a little bit as well is, is how you continue to kind of live in that space and live in this place of giving and taking care of you and mm-hmm. doing that in a way that still allows you to continue to grow. I think it's it can be hard to do that because that's a yeah. lot. So to kind of unpack yeah. that a little bit. So that has to do with how to find how to find balance, right? Yep. Yep. And for me, that's recognizing and acceptance mm-hmm. that there is no such thing, mm-hmm. you know, because we are human. Yep. You mentioned we are imperfect. We're going to want to try to be perfect, mm-hmm. but we can't. Yep. So therefore we have to choose to be present. Yes. When we're present, then you realize that we may strive for balance, mm-hmm. but what we actually need to learn to do is to juggle. Yes. You know, yeah. I just did a training on something called physiokinetics and it has to do with mobility and stability of the body. And when it's not within that, what happens to the body? Mm. The body changes physically. Yeah. Right. So I was thinking there, there was a, a quote that was said throughout that training. It was, it's not the load. It's that you're not prepared for the load. Mm. So like, like with that. weight training, yeah. if you go and do weight training without any experience, you will hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Your body's not ready for that load. So in life, you will be thrown, given, you will take on loads that you are not ready for. And so the juggling act is all about that, knowing like, I have too much, I'm going to have to put this down, Yeah. right? Or maybe I can't handle this because I have two hands, but it has to be a very conscious um, Yes acceptance and awareness of what you can and cannot do because everything again we go back to that vibration how do how does something make you feel yeah right if you take on something that you can balance and you cannot um juggle it will make you feel perhaps weak or not capable etc then you're opening the door for all of these emotions that you don't have simply because you are taking a load that you cannot manage at this moment yes it's about that versus balance. We are human, yes, right? And absolutely. we are going to 
fail at that sometimes. Yep. And knowing that that's okay. Yeah. Right? I'm not a failure because I cannot do this one thing. It means I failed at that. Doesn't mean I'm failing in life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such important words because yeah. I think one of the things I always talk about is what balance looks like mm-hmm. and um, having the honest conversation about. Uh, and I was talking about this recently, it's that five minutes in the day where you just give yourself a moment of rest. Mm -hmm. It's not this long-term, well, let me try and find what the, it's like, no, it really is like that Mm -hmm. moment where you can just breathe or to your point Mm -hmm. where you say no, because Mm -hmm. I'm not ready for this. Could Mm -hmm. I be? Sure. Now is not the time for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important um, and and so valuable to hear from you. Uh, One of the things too that I think is important is hearing your journey and your story, it gives me the question of, you know, what is continuing to push you forward? So where mm-hmm. do you find motivation, inspiration? Um, not to say that in such a cliche way, but mm-hmm. with everything that you're doing, I feel like you're probably constantly having to kind of reevaluate mm-hmm. where power and value does come from. Yeah. So I'm curious about what that looks like for you. Fair. <laughs> That's a fair question. Um, I think that brings me back to something you mentioned before, which was the the amount of information that Mm -hmm. we just receive on a daily basis and how we can become saturated with that. I had actually had a moment like that where I had the opportunity to to be like, hmm, okay. And for me, that means going to those that I know Mm -hmm. really, truly care for me, right? Yes, yes. a couple years ago, I lost my dad um, sure. earlier in 2020. So I was, and then COVID and the pandemic and all of that. So I was very deep into just holding that space for grief for myself yeah. and resting because I had been his primary caregiver. So, you know, that I was I was exhausted emotionally, yeah. physically. Um, so that time, I wanted to see it as something positive. Absolutely, right? rebuilding and and resting and restoring and all these wonderful things. Yeah. But I have a thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all do, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my runaway is like, oh, well, I should go back to school and <laughs> I should learn more and yeah. do more. And so I, as always, I talked it out with someone that I know has my best interest at heart. And they said, why? Because I was trying to go back to graduate school because, you know, I need this master's in public health so I can do more and help more. Yeah. And they said, Take a rest. Mm-hmm. You've done so much. You've taken in so much. Practice that. Yeah. Because and those were their exact words. You'll become so saturated with yep. knowledge, you will not know what to do with yep. it. I took the advice. I actually took a deep breath in and mm-hmm. you know, felt good to now run away. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's her tendency, right? Yes. Um, I did that, and then shortly after, actually, the pro, the leadership and life coaching program that I'm a global lead coach for, uh, the company approached me, and it was such in sync and in such uh, alignment with everything I was already doing that it was an easy yes. Again, yes. it was a nice load, yes. right? Because it's like, ah, refreshing. Yep. It should be like that. But you'd taken the time to be able to accept and receive it. Correct. So you were in a space because you would not have been able to. No, absolutely not. Oh, and it. here's the thing. I probably would have said yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it would have debilitated you. Exactly. You would have been in a very different space. And I think it's it's so enlightening when you say that because I think what that does for us is it requires us to sit back and think. And I don't think we're good at that mm-hmm. as people. Um, I know I am like you. Like I would have just said, let's keep going. Like mm-hmm. let's say yes. And I was having this conversation recently where I was like, 
one of my friends said it perfectly, and she's part of what I call my check yourself crew. Mm-hmm. So like you were talking yeah. about, you've got your people around you. Yeah. Um, and she said it perfectly. She said, but why did you say yes? And do you still have to say yes? And I was like, I mean, and I didn't have an answer. Like I didn't have a good answer for why I said yes, except for I was asked. I was like, but not everything is for you. And so I think that's so, it's so powerful to hear that from mm-hmm. you as well as you're continuing on your own journey of it took you getting yourself into a space where you could receive Absolutely. and breathe yeah. that you could actually find that next step for you. Mm-hmm. I think there's such value in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so many more wonderful things have happened because yeah. of that. And now when I think about graduate school and doing the things, I actually see like, oh, I could totally do that now. Now. Because I'm in a different space. I feel experienced. Yeah. You know, I feel um in spaces not just within myself, yeah. but spaces that I share with others like yourself or with others that I've met throughout my journey. And I, I want to add that in because your question relates to that. Like, how do we do that? Like, yeah. How do we keep that? How do we keep stay motivated? And you have to have those that you look up to mm-hmm. in front of you. And when we are ready to do it in a way that, again, it's collaborations versus competition, Yeah, the negative aspects of like, why can they and I can't, right? Yeah. Or anything that can come with negativity in our life, we're able to just shift that away, shift that away Absolutely. because that's not what we are, are about. We're about yes. being in spaces with people that motivate us, right? Yeah. And they, you will never know when someone you admire and look up to will actually say thank you because actually you're doing that for me, you just didn't know it. Yes. And that feels amazing because yeah. like... One day, you know, I'm going to be in that space and I will have someone else do that for me or I will be able to do it for them. The human experience at the end of the day is not what we've made as far as, you know, what we can touch. Absolutely. It's, it's about how do we live? Yep. And when in, in our coaching program, we have an exercise called eulogy within our strategic mindset module. Mm-hmm. And it's all about our clients will write their eulogy and it's so powerful. Yeah. Right? Who wants to write their eulogy? Yeah. No, but there's about there's such a it is Absolutely. powerful. Like I'm thinking about that myself. Like, wow. <laughs> when I did mine, yeah. what I, the value that I got out of my writing that exercise and writing my eulogy was that I was still very much concerned about what people would think of me once I was no longer here. Because that's, you know, that's human. Perspective and perception. Right. When I'm like, oh, I want to do things right, so those that remember me will have good things to say about me. Right. Right? And then I realized, well, that's not really being present. No. I was wanting to be perfect, but not being present. present. Yep. Uh, So through the coaching work, um, actually my eulogy is love as well. Because Mm. it was like traveling to the future, Mm -hmm. see how I lived my life, and at that point ask myself, did I live a life of love? I'm not asking myself how much money did you leave in the bank, how much inheritance do you leave for your kids, or none of that matters. It's did you live a life of love? And if I can say yes, I'll be like, ready to go. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I think that's a perfect way to to close our time. Did you live a life of love? I think that's a question for our fearlessly making group. (laughs) Are you living a life of love? What does that look like? Because Selma, I think there's just such beauty and value in what you've brought to this conversation. And I can't wait for us to just continue to dive into this um, another time. (laughs) But thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your love with our Fearlessly Made You crew. Just such an honor to have you on Fearlessly Made You. Thank you. And I just want to leave a message of hope and 
whether it's chronic pain, whether it's a difficult relationship, whether it's a job that you really absolutely don't like, whether you have whole, um, dreams and goals that you think are unattainable, believe me when I say that there's always more options. There are always more possibilities. You have to keep your mind uh, open to potential and ask yourself, why not me? Oh, totally you. Yes, it is totally you. <laughs> such value. Yeah. Thank you for that lasting so message. Welcome. And as always, guys, I know how much you've loved this episode, but always make sure you stay tuned and listen in to the next episode of Fearlessly Made You.